Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the SVT Podcast. I am with my guys, Sam LeCure and Vince Catronio. No ones and twos today. How are you guys doing today? What's I'm good, man. Uh, For those of you who don't know, uh, uh, Vince Catronio is obviously the uh, A's uh, radio and sometimes television. And uh, Sam LeCure is the Padres uh, radio play-by-play. So, you know, I had to get my two, two teams in there uh, to start off the show here, so fair enough um, this week ooh, we got a doozy so you're probably listening on friday going what the hell happened to tuesday well um we all got sick uh thanks to I, the wonderful cold that's going around but not vince, not vince. somehow not vince. no somehow <laughs> vince is the bubble boy and just avoided yeah. it all but uh this week we are discussing our predictions for the super bowl i think it's quite evident who i might be picking We'll be touching base into the craziness that was the M- I'm MLB, I'm sorry, the NBA trade deadline. And we got a little quick wrap up here for the, uh, the old Wrexham fans here. So uh, without further ado, um, there's no score. So I guess we'll just jump into uh, what Vince may be having going here for our, our picks for the Super Bowl. All right. So if you'll be patient with me for just a hot second. Okay, here we go. All righty. So the game kicks off at 3.30 p.m. on Sunday. Eagles are the home team. Chiefs are the visitors. And Tyler, who is who are you picking to win? Um, let, let me guess. It starts with an E and rhyme and ends with Eagles. Yep, that's my team. Bagels. Yep. There we are, the bagels. All right. Um, that that's pretty straightforward. I think we all knew that was gonna happen. You're wearing an Eagles hat as we speak right now. Uh Sam, uh let's let, let's actually uh quickly go over our points uh right now. Sam is actually in the lead, 14 points. Tyler has 13. I'm further back uh with with nine. But the picking the winner correctly for the Super Bowl is worth eight points. So nobody's eliminated yet. Sam, are you going to, uh, what are you doing? How, how are you pick, playing this? I'm going with the Eagles, man. You're going to go with the Eagles. You're going to make sure that Tyler doesn't win. I, I appreciate the hustle. <laughs> so it's either way, Ty- I, I really, I really just think um, Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback, the best player. Um but Philadelphia, Philadelphia is just deeper, the, the, the better team. Um, so I, I just I just think uh, true the that, odds are the better team is going to win, make less That's, mistakes. Yeah, I totally understand that. And because for the purposes of this game, I'm going to pick the Chiefs to win. That being said, I, I'm probably rooting for the Eagles. Um, and I mean, at this point, my only chance at winning this little game is if the Chiefs win. So that's why I'm doing it. I'm not actually rooting on a personal level. You're rooting for the Eagles. Yeah. As a Niner fan that just, yeah, I don't. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm whatever, man. I it's, I'm kind of indifferent if I'm being honest. Um, I, I really just want some good football and, um, you know, um, just to support my boy, uh, Tyler here, I'm going to pick, I'm going to, I'm going to pick yeah, the yeah. Chiefs, but I'm going to root for the Eagles. Gotcha. Um, I feel like he's because, doing it because uh, I'm the nicest Eagles fan he's ever met. So there's that, that's, kind of this. Um, that's... Uh, no, no I, I know one other Eagles fan who's been who's like, nicer really than me. Nice. No, not nicer. He's nice, though. Yeah. He, he, <laughs> Is his name Juan? Uh, no, 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 no. no. Uh, <laughs> shout out Kai King. What's up, buddy? Uh, <laughs> Juan well, Eagle I, fan. I don't, I don't want to, you know, rain on your parade of your pick here, but, uh, they massacred my boy again 
Rocky Balboa has a Chiefs jersey on, and not just any jersey, but they have Kelsey's jersey on. Do yeah, they not the, learn? Have they not seen what I, we do when you do this to us? I don't know that they actually. I don't know that a Chiefs fan actually did it. I think it's somebody else just trying to rile you guys up. Uh, I'm gonna get a little tinfoil hatty here, a little tinfoil hat conspiracy theory. I don't think it was a Chiefs fan that did this. They've seen what happens. And I don't even think a Niners fan did it. I'm going to go that far. I think it's an Eagles fan trying to rile some shit up, trying to stir the pot, trying to, um, I, I don't know, man. Like, I just don't think that that actually happened from a Chiefs fan. I think I, 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 I said what I think. I think it's, it's a conspiracy, man. Um, you know, it's, it, it's the man trying to do the thing, man. <laughs> wow. Hey, the last time we went into a Super Bowl. And the opposing team put a jersey on Rocky Balboa. Tom Brady did not win a Super Bowl. So just saying it hasn't failed yet, but there's always, they always play on Sundays, right? So we'll see. But I like my odds here. Fair. Um, Speaking of the Pats here, are we we diving into this? Are we pulling this band aid off here? uh, No, actually, I just wanted to ask real quick about the Pro Bowl games first. Um, Did you guys get a chance to watch? And what did you think? You know, I'll, I'll put it this way. Okay. I didn't sit and watch the whole thing. I think we were coming back from Southern California or something of that nature. Okay. Um, so I didn't get to sit and watch the whole thing, but I did. I like the way they did it this year because it was segment after segment of different mini games. So I was able to watch them on YouTube, which I thought was kind of cool that they were able to break that up. There were some that I'm like, it was pretty dumb. Like the, the greatest or the spectacular catch one. That uh, was kind of dumb, but the other ones I thought they were kind of interesting. I did like quite a few of them. I think this is probably a good format that's going to stay. Um, they'll probably change some games in and out here, but I think it's a great format. Yeah, Sam, did you get a chance to look at it? No, I heard I heard a lot about it though. I heard some people like really hated it, um, and then some people like really loved it. Like some people were hella into it. Like people in the industry, the talking heads. Like some people were really excited it was a lot of fun um, were, were they paid to be excited about it i don't know man <laughs> uh but a lot of people hated it yeah it, uh, it felt like um i did so- i have not seen other than the Derek carr stuff <laughs> 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 he threw a pick six dude that was hilarious you know i, I would know say I've that been, i know i've been falling on the sword for for Derek carr and a lot of things but i i you know I criticize Derek Carr quite a bit, but you know, what's going on separately, you know, how he was treated. Um, I, I, I think, you know, what's right is right. What's wrong is wrong. Um, but him like, uh, you know, there were, Oh, Derek Carr, you won the skills competition. Oh, you were re- You were on fire. And he was like, Oh, I should have, if I would have been that good, I would still be here. You know, <laughs> you know I, other it was just that pick six was hilarious. It felt like they took the format of hockey in the sense of, you know, three game or three teams. And then those two teams go against each other type of deal. You know, how the uh, all-star does for the hockey where it's like smaller teams. You know three how on I three would teams. watch the home run derby is you get, you get a pro versus like a kid and you make the field a little smaller you know? <laughs> like a little t-baller it's like has to hit, hit homers yeah that's yeah. how that's how you find big al like 12 years yeah. old just i hit dangers <laughs> Dude. 
I'm that sorry, would be fun. I, I would be entertained to watch that one again. If, it, if that was a scenario, I still think the Olympics should have, you know, a, a regular average Joe that competes with, uh, with the Olympians, just so we could see the disparity between people and the Olympians. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It might be fun. Yeah. Like, I, I, like I'd be uh, down to be the archery guy, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like 25 random Americans that were just grabbed off the street. Like, <laughs> or whoever is, the host country is, yeah, just like yeah, and just, just like, grab some randos, to, and then they like, yeah, then they ha- they have to grab twenty five randos off their street. <laughs> yeah, That'd be you, so much fun. You give, you give them a couple of grand to like participate and make a fool of themselves and just to try really hard and do their best. Oh, uh, I'll God, tell you what, be... I'm definitely not going to be on the rings as a gymnast. I'll tell you that. Um, <laughs> your boy already has bad shoulders, and I'm not lifting three hundred pounds. Remember that got no commercial. <laughs> <laughs> his, his arms, arms popped off. Uh, but Vince Gabriel, Mr. Gabriel, never drinks his milk, and he's as strong <laughs> as a bull. Uh, it makes me think of like old school when like Vince Vaughn like has the cigarette, but he's still doing the gymnast routine. <laughs> uh, oh, so stupid! So good. I would that'd love it. So I would love it so much. Okay. Yeah, I think the Pro Bowl. Um, I I haven't seen it. I, I kind of I should check out some clips and, and see it. Yeah, I, I I missed out on most of it as well. Um, yeah, oh, okay. I just uh, yeah, I just wanted did to you, see. What did you, you at say. least see how they did the the actual flag football games? The 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 meat and potatoes of it. <laughs> I saw diddly squat about that. Other than okay. the interception, I, just I didn't to know if you guys did. Joke, so I didn't see so anything. now I know why you look so confused me when I said it was like NHL. So the way they did it this year was that it it wasn't, you know, a full team against a full team. It was only like four or five guys. Yeah, I think it was sevens. Yeah, but but then if they if let's say the NFC won, right, then they would go to to play somebody else of the winner of the next game of the AFC NFC. They like split up like the AFC and the NFC squads into like mini squads is what you're saying. And then okay, they had multiple you. games, which yeah. that to me remind me of hockey where they do the three on three and they play multiple right. games. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, Pro Bowl games. Yeah, they'll probably do it again next year. Uh, I'm sure there was enough positive feedback and they've learned what did go well, what didn't go well. And I'm sure they'll make their tweaks. So uh, yep. breaking news, uh, Justin Jefferson, offensive player of the year. Oh, Would you guys it's... like to guess who the defensive player of the year is? Um, Confederate Bosa. Confederate Bosa, it is. Yeah. All right. Sacking quarterbacks and then picketing school lunch lines or something. I don't know. He's <laughs> the South uh, for being too communist. Good old Maga Bosa. Yeah. All righty. Are we pulling this bandit off? Do yeah, let's do, do it. Let, let's do it. Let, uh, the news has already been out for most people at this point, but we need to, we're, we're not doing our job if we don't at least mention it. Right. Yeah. Uh, old man Brady finally retires. I think I'm gonna put an asterisk next to it. Cause the month is still young. It still uh, feels, it feels real this time. It feels more <laughs> real. Did you see that he, so he did the, the video uh, saying that he was going to retire on some random beach. Mm-hmm. Somebody went to the beach and collected the sand and it's, it's selling for like $90,000 on eBay. You know what? Um, it's stupid, but also I'm just pissed off that I couldn't do it myself. Like, <laughs> like I would love to get a hundred racks for just a jar of sand, you know, but uh, if it you may- can get it good for you, but also fuck you. Cause that's so stupid. It's, 
uh, it's just dumb. It, it makes me think of that streamer that uh, she sold her bathwater and people actually bought it. Ah, that's even <laughs> worse. Oh. Uh, getting back on track here. So Tom Brady will begin his 10-year Fox broadcast next year. It's funny because he threw so many people off this retirement that even Fox was like, we didn't know he was going to retire. He's not being part of the Super Bowl media uh, relations for us. We didn't even know he was going to call it a quit. He's he's taking a gap year is what's happening. Um, yeah. You know, try try to mend some fences, I guess, before uh, jumping into the booth. I, uh, I saw I was that, listening uh, to uh, KNBR the other day, and they actually had uh, Tom Brady Sr. on. Ooh, oh, was and, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, it was actually a really good uh, – um, really good interview because uh, Papa was asking Senior, like, you know, is your son going straight to the booth? Is he gonna, you know, uh, what's he gonna? And and the dad was like, you know, I I really couldn't tell you, you know, like I really don't know. And some stuff he was being really honest about, and uh, you know, a lot of talk about the Raiders, Patriots, the fumble, you know, the tuck, you know. Um, so it was really interesting. Um, and then they started talking about um the broadcast booth where is he going to take uh, Olson's job or are they going to, you know, is it a three man booth? What, you know, what is Tom Brady's role? Uh, Cause he's, he's going to bring a media audience, dude. Like you're talking, he's probably the instantly the pressure is on. Is he going to be a good um, color analyst? Because look at the pressure that Tony Romo is under right now. Um, like people were, a lot of people are not happy with Tony Romo calling plays or, or doing color commentary. Why? Started I don't off understand. Hot. Oh, because he hasn't gotten better, I guess. Yeah. Uh, no, he's, he, there's been a, a, quite a few things where he's like, he's just not interested in what he's doing. Like, so it's, it's not that he doesn't know football. He just seems disengaged. Well, I will say Olsen's done a terrific job. I think, He's getting great reviews. He reminds yeah. me a lot of when, when Romo first came onto the scene for a, yeah. a commentator. So um, I think he's got, as long as he followed that kind of footprint, I think that's what fans are interested in. If you're able to like, you don't have to predict every single play, but just give the common Joe some insight as to what you see out there. I think people love that. They eat that shit up. Yeah, totally. Um, speaking of retires, uh, retirement, um, AJ Green, after 12 years, he's retiring. Uh, he was on the Cardinals this past season, the past couple of seasons. Uh, when he was on in Cincinnati with Andy Dalton, he Red was rocket. fucking on. Like, he was, he, like he was breaking all kinds of records and stuff, man. Like, he, he was great for fantasy. He was great for real life. Uh, yeah, he was, uh, he was incredible when he was at his peak. And uh, best of luck, bud. Yeah, no, he I was, think his he was last amazing. touchdown was against the 49ers. Yeah, it happens. <laughs> <laughs> you play the Cardinals twice a year, so yeah. Sometimes <laughs> things like that happen. I'll tell you what, Mark McGuire never hit one of his 70 home runs against the A's, but that's because he didn't play them. So same with Sammy Sosa that same year. So, you know, scheduling. <laughs> he was due to score his last <laughs> touchdown against somebody. I'll take, you know, I would have predicted it would have been against somebody in the division for sure. Uh, if you give me those odds. <laughs> um, are the Raiders kicking the tire on the next player or players? I don't know. There's a lot of talk about uh, Aaron Rodgers to the Raiders. 
Yeah, that, uh, uh, he's got to go on his vision quest first. Yeah, or yeah he's his his dark his blackout uh, his blackout quest or whatever. He's gonna be so stupid. high on ayahuasca for four fucking days in pit in complete darkness so he can properly hallucinate. God damn, he is a walking uh, punchline man. He's <laughs> he's a stereotype. He's he's a cliche of himself. Like that's what it is at this point. He's he's not even real. He's just doing what's the most Aaron Rodgers fucking thing I can do. <laughs> And he does it, and goddamn, fucking throw Rogan, man! I swear to God, this guy. Oh, so you went to Berkeley. You really, You're supposed tell to tell me how you oh. really feel. Yeah, he went to Berkeley. That's he's, perfect. Yeah, he smokes he, weed. Yeah, he's I mean, he's a free thinker. Uh, what, free what is thinker, more? Man. What is more Berkeley than that? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, uh, not being an idiot. Well, speaking it, uh, of Berkeley, most of the people coming out speaking, of Berkeley. Speaking of that. Berkeley, the Chargers are likely to cut Keenan Allen, uh, Berkeley, and yeah. then uh, Gerald Everett as well. So that's why I was saying, with are the Raiders kicking the tires on Keenan Allen? Uh, maybe. I mean, I he's maybe he's, he's in your div- division. I mean, yeah. it, I think it depends on. Um, it depends on you know what type of quarterback I think the Raiders can get, and you know, are you going to trade? Are you trading Waller? Are you trading Renfro? Um, you know, part of, I mean, they weren't available um, as much as we hoped for last year. But Rogaine um, Renfro had a lot of uh, unforeseen I mean, injuries. he had a concussion, and um, after that fumble, he had that concussion. Um, and then Waller was dealing with some injuries. He came back and then got injured almost immediately. Um, and then, you know, there was a, a couple of games there where, Waller was healthy and Renfro was healthy and Devonte Adams. And, uh, you know, they were able to, you know, you, you got flashes of how the offense could operate if everything was there. Um, I don't think that's an excuse. Um, cause there were times that, um, they looked out of sync, you know, and that's why I think the quarterback is not, not coming back is, uh, the offense can never find sync, uh, for long, long stretches. Um, so I think it kind of depends on if they get rid of Waller or Renfro, then they're going to be in a a wide receiver market. What are they going to do with the draft pick? Are they going to have to get rid of that to get a quarterback or a veteran quarterback? Um, so yeah, I, I think the, the Raiders, we don't really know what they're going to do at this point because they need a lot of defense too. I mean, they need all the defensive help they can get. There's a lot of places to fill in the roster for the Raiders for sure at this point offensively I mean they're they got the skill positions I'd be looking at offensive line I'd be looking at defense obviously well Jacobs could walk as well though he he came back and he he said today that uh today being the the ninth here uh he said that he's really interested in wanting to come back to the Raiders and rebuild what they got going on there Okay, cool. But I mean, he still could walk. I mean, just because he wants to come back doesn't mean he will, you know. True. They're gonna have so, to make a legit offer. They're, oh yeah, for sure. A, yeah, he's he's no gonna, no no hometown discount. And for a running back, this is probably you know this is probably his one payday. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, yeah. You know, if you're a running back, get your back. You got to you know, get everything right now. Get so. every penny you can because that's the position that just yeah. it, the money dries up faster than any other position. Yeah. Exactly. So, so I mean, if he bag. gets it and he comes back to the Raiders, I'm going to be stoked. Um, I'll be really, I'll be really juiced that he comes back. I know he's going to come with the come back possibly with a really big cap number. Um, 
but you know, I'd rather have him here than not. You know, I rather. Oh, I, I hope they. I actually hope they keep the skill positions together. I actually really hope they keep the the wide receiver core together. I hope they keep you know Jacobs. I actually think that looks really good. Um, I think they need two offensive linemen, like you know, to really to really build out that unit. Um, and then you got to find out what they're going to do with the quarterback. Um, I, think I just hope they don't do the Jimmy G though. route. I just really hope the Jimmy G route doesn't happen. Um, I if, don't. If I don't you, know. If you land a quarterback, I think if you get a quarterback that that makes sense for you guys, you got to help out Crosby. I think you got to help out on that end. I think oh, that's, where you're, that's where but your I first could pick see, is going to go. I could see a Jimmy G situation. Yeah. I could actually see that because, like, I I think he would still get a bag. He would get paid, but I don't think it would be – I think you could probably sign him to, like, a two-year deal, a three-year deal, and pay him up front and then kind of, you know, uh, make it more cap-friendly fl- after the first year or two years. Um. And he might be a a bridge quarterback. You might try to draft somebody this year with that seven. Um, Or or maybe you pair the seven and a Darren Waller and you move up and you get, you get your quarterback of the future. Um, Because then if, if that quarterback is sitting for a year to pick up this so-called very difficult offense that McDaniels has, you sit him for a year then um, you move off of Jimmy, and then now your your second year quarterback is ready to go, and then you have the cap room to build out the defense. You know, um, I don't know. It's just the quarterback situation in, in Las Vegas and San Francisco is just extremely interesting. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Well, speaking of quarterbacks here, uh, there is a report that the Ravens and Lamar Jackson are a hundred million dollars apart on contract negotiations. Uh, I think they'll get the deal done. I think they'll get the deal done. I think they got a glimpse of what it's like without Lamar. Uh, it's not a bright future. So what are you I talking think... about? They had pro bowler Tyler. Huntley. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't even get it out. What the hell was Tyler Huntley doing at the pro bowl? Like, God damn. Oh. <laughs> We were trying to figure that out with a couple other buddies that were like, there wasn't anyone else available. Like, no offense to Huntley, you know, I mean, congratulations that you made it, but I get, okay, so uh, what's his name for the chart? Herbert was was going through surgery, right? So he's hurt. Uh, uh, Allen declined to go play golf. Mahomes is in the Super Bowl. So there wasn't anyone else? There wasn't any quarterbacks? You know, in defense of Huntley, yeah, maybe he's not a pro bowler, but it's not his fault. And this is what happens when you you have an event that's in the past was supposed to be important and it was supposed to be a, a really big deal that you were named to the Pro Bowl. Um and it because it affected how you know you're looked at as a Hall of Famer and oh, he went to 12 Pro Bowls and 13 seasons you know um it's like part of the resume um and they watered down the product by making it a flag football game so it's not his fault you know so you can't not you but the world you know we can't complain that um he made the pro bowl when when it's such a the bar is no longer there when it's a flag football game to be real you know 
that's that's also fair yeah you know it's like if you want to the the now the high honor is you know was he an all pro right the all pro team whether that's because they're not playing the game so then him being a pro bowler to to me now what that means is like he in whatever given year maybe he he's probably not the best of the best of the quarterbacks but the best are probably playing in the super bowl or they went deep um so you're going to have these injuries and since you're not really playing a real game why would you have uh you know why would you have your pro bowl quarterback running around doing a show when he when he has surgery on the way or or you know he's going to need some type of recovery like go home relax dude cuz it's not even a real game you know we watered it down and i know some people really loved it but you know that's what we did the the nfl did this the nfl did this to itself so yeah i mean they're trying to solve a problem that's always been a problem and there's i don't know that there's a there's a way to solve it i mean i don't know that the pro bowl games is the answer um they're going to try it again it next on, year but i have it on now and i think the big hit was the skills competition. Everybody was really into the skills competitions mm -hmm. and not so much the game. Um, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, that probably rings true with every all-star event. Yeah. If I'm being honest, you look at the home run derby, you look at the three point shooting contest. Um, hell at the, the NHL game. I mean, we're, we're talking, um, you know, the fastest skater and hardest slap shot and, like those kind of events, like that's the stuff that draws more than the game itself. I think, um, yeah, at least it's more I just, exciting. I had one issue with, with one of the mini games that they had for the, uh, for the pro bowl that didn't make any sense to me that I watched. And it was like seven guys try to hit a golf ball the farthest. What does that have to do with football at any capacity? I have Who's no ready idea. For retirement. Oh, I don't know. I didn't see I that. watched I'll, it. I was like, like right this now is I have it dumb. on. I have it on right now because I, I never seen anything from it. And the skills competition portion I'm on is uh, kickers and punters. And they're just like doing silly stuff. And now they got the uh, long snapper. He so killed, bro. The I don't understand how he did it. has to turn the tiles or yeah. something. Dude, he launched that thing like 60 yards. You've got to think about it because he throws it back and up. So the, I, I think this is kind of cool. This is yeah. kind of fun. But yeah. the game, I think, is just so, I mean, it, it doesn't mean anything to be a pro bowler. It just means like you're, you're you know, you're good. You're a professional. You're professional at your job. And, and it means a little bit league. extra cash from that contract. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's a bonus. This is a bonus for the guys being really good employees. They get some screen time. Maybe it leads to some commercials and marketing. And so they're, they're, they're you know, good for them. Make your money. Because yeah. you know what? Tyler Huntley is not going to get a, you know, next year he's not getting a bag to start for the for the Raiders or the 49ers or what insert team. You know, he he's not going to be signed as a starter. So mm -hmm. whatever bonus he got, you know, respect. <laughs> totally. <laughs> we make fun oh, of it, but absolutely I agree. Yeah. Well, from one guy making some money to another guy restructuring his money, Cowboys are planning to restructure Zeke. And they're going to franchise tag Pollard, which Pollard, Pollard, Pollard. It depends on what part of the South you're from. So I think that Pollard. Uh, I've, never, I I've he, literally, you're the first, that's the first time I've ever heard it pronounced like that. I'm just going to throw that out there. 
Um, I think hey, you're sir, being I'm weird. in the A chair, sir. I, I'm sorry. I'm in the A chair. I need you, you to stay hear in me. the B chair. I, I, I need you to hear me. You're being weird. I'm and just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> if it was one on one, one's winning. So now, <laughs> I think that he missed out on a great opportunity. Um, do I blame Fred Warner? No, but it was an unfortunate event that Fred Warner is the reason why he's probably not going to get a bag this summer. So that's unfortunate, but um, I think it's a great deal for, for the Cowboys are getting, if, if he can come back and play exactly how he played this year after the injury, I'll power to him. I think they got a great uh, one, two combo with Zeke being the chain mover and, and Pollard being the, the featured running back. If they want to go that way, Pollard, Pollard depends on what part of the South Pollard. Pollard insurance or Pollard. insurance. Pollard. <laughs> <laughs> If you're listening to this, Mr. Pollard, we apologize. We apologize. We apologize. God damn it. <laughs> All right. I can't stay mad at you. <laughs> so uh, moving on to the next subject here. Brock Purdy is to have his UC- UCL repair cert. Why am I reading that all wrong? His UCL is going to get repaired on February 22nd. Uh, they say he's going to be ready by training camp. And that's because they're doing the repair and not the replace. Right, we had right. talked about that last time. Uh, so, uh, the repair is a few months. A replacement, that's the one that's 14 months if you're an MLB pitcher, probably 10 months or so if you're anybody else. I guess the 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 blueprint, if you're going to look at Brock Purdy, is, is just look at Josh Allen. I mean, he had the same surgery and he came back um, stellar you know, this year. So um, I think there's bright horizon for the 49ers. You know, don't, I know the quarterback situation seems kind of bleak at this time, but you know, don't well, worry. I, no, it I, I, I would no, actually, it um, it's George bright. Kittle actually said that Brock Purdy's earned the right to start to I, be the starter going in exactly where I was. Yeah. Going. And so, um, I, I it sounds like Brock boy has the, be uh, the guy have the tables have turned, uh, what it wasn't that long ago that he was wearing a Jimmy G shirt every single day in the locker room supporting yeah. his boy. Yeah. So, well, George is going to cape up for whoever his QB one is um, because he's a team first person. And, uh, and and that means first team as well. There was, uh, (laughs) if I'm not mistaken, didn't something come out in the paper uh, yesterday or a couple days ago about uh, Mr. Kyle Shanahan and Jimmy G having this huge falling out. Oh yeah. Possibly Jimmy could have played against the eagles and he chose not to play yeah he chose I, I, to to be inactive there's like I, speculation out there that jimmy g was medically cleared to to play hmm. and something he didn't want to play and there's like some, been some like screenshots of him like grinning on the sidelines and oh yeah we uh, we saw the gr- the yeah, him smiling so, cheesing on the sideline and yeah. then you know kyle shanahan i don't know if you guys listen to the um the uh, year end press conference and you know, they asked, uh, you know, Kyle Shanahan, is there any chance that Jimmy G, you know, comes back because of the injuries? Like, would you come back with the same quarterback room and all that? And he said under no circumstances is Jimmy Garoppolo going to be a 49er. Like it yeah. was stone cold. No, he was definitely uh, firm in that uh, assessment that Jimmy's gone. And that's yeah. why that I, I mean, we, we kind of knew Jimmy was going to be gone even before hearing these, but Little you would rumors. think it would be you would think it would be like in the like last year it was like Jimmy's a professional he's you know 
he's a really good quarterback and, you know, but we drafted Trey and we got to move on, you know, and then they brought him back and then it was, you know, oh, to get him at, at this deal at this bargain and, you know, what better, you know, quarterback to take over. And he's a good football player. Like he was getting roses and flowers, even on the way out last year. And now this year, it's like the door can't hit you soon enough. You know, it just seems like that conference and the speculation coming out of there and Kittle just moving on. Yeah, there might be a little bit of fire where that smoke is. I mean, yeah. I'm certainly wouldn't be surprised to hear uh, if that was. But the how case. would that in this hypothetical? How would that make you feel if Jimmy Garoppolo was medically cleared and healthy, but chose not to um, in this NFC Championship game? If I don't player, know. Like, 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 if he would have come in instead of Josh think, Johnson is what you're is yes. what you're angling toward. Yes. Um, I think the Niners would have had a better chance to win for sure, but. That being said, this would have been his first game, probably, because uh, I don't think he would have been playing the game before uh, against the Cowboys. So, I mean, this would have been his first game action since getting injured. And, I mean, with Jimmy, we talk about good Jimmy versus bad Jimmy. And I think that the Eagles were set up at this point um, to really capitalize on bad Jimmy th- uh, things happening. So, I don't know how much it would have changed the script. It would have been a closer game. It would have been a little bit more entertaining, I think. But in the end, I don't know that it would have made a difference. Yeah. Uh, Let me rephrase the question to this then is if a player is medically cleared to play, but chooses not to um, because they're possibly going to be a free agent, you know, that's uh, yeah. That's where I'm playing the devil's advocate is I think that Jimmy it, again, it's his first game back off of the uh, foot surgery, ankle surgery, foot surgery, foot surgery. Yeah, yeah. Um, leg, I, just somewhere in the leg. lower, lower leg, body. Yeah. lower body, lower, lower body. body. We're just gonna go hemispheres, lower so, and upper. I think he made a financial decision. Honestly, what happens if he re-injures that foot and aggravates it and has to be out again for another four or five months? Uh, he's not gonna be able to get paid to play anywhere. He's not gonna pick up a contract anywhere. I think he made a financial decision and and we say all the time, go get your money. You know, you, you, you only have such a short lifetime in, in whatever professional sport you're playing, go get it. If that was a scenario and that was a situation and that's what him and his agent talked about, I have no problems with it. Honestly. I, I, yeah, man, it's, it's a hard situation. Cause I totally agree with you and we don't ever get mad at the franchises for cutting a player, trading a player, just somehow getting rid of a player for whatever reason, um, cancel the contract, get them out of here. Right. Um, we can't pay this. Um, some of our favorite, favorite players are released before really bad years of financial kick in, right. They get fired and we put it to a different team or they restructure the deal. Um, and at the same time, you know, players, we just talked about the running backs, like getting the most money they can because their shelf life is so short. But at the same time, it's um, as much as I respect that, I also like, can you imagine being being the backup quarterback and, and, and you come in in the NFC championship game and you sling five touchdowns and you win the game, you know, and you're probably starting the Super Bowl and you somehow win the game. I mean, remember the um, – the Washington Redskins, their uh, their quarterback, the backup quarterback came oh, in and won the fucking Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, 
I don't, you know, I'm blanking on his name because it was just like totally, imp, you know, that was well, you could, thought. you could, you that, could go that happened to the Eagles too. I was to say, yeah, you can go more <laughs> recent. You can go with the uh, big Dick Saint. I Nick, mean, that's so. like fucking heroic. You eat, you know what I mean? Like there, I, I get it. If that was me, the only thing, and I'm not, I'm not mad at Jimmy. If that's, if that's his decision, I get it. But me, if I'm in that position and I'm not a world class athlete in case anybody uh, doesn't know. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I would have, I would have wanted to play if I was healthy, I would have tried to play um, especially in that situation. Because uh, if you lose, you got, you know, you're not going to take the excuse, but you're, you know, he didn't play for how many weeks you're coming off an injury, you know, a, a really fast defense that gets after the quarterback, you know, you, he would have had every excuse in the world to suck, you know, and it, but if he would have won, um, you're like, Jimmy eats for free, you know, <laughs> like now. <laughs> yeah. If so only I would have played is I guess, but I get it. I get your point. And yeah. Yeah. I think I probably would have played too in this situation, yeah. but but I'm I'm also not going to hold any grudges. I mean, exactly. Jimmy got us to a Super Bowl. He's led. He he's had comeback uh, come from behind victories as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, so I mean, yeah. I I'm I'm not. What what can I say? I mean, we love Jeff Garcia. Jeff Garcia yeah. didn't do shit. You know, for the Niners, he won. He won one playoff game basically. Like it was that that uh, he won a couple of them. But like, like he had one comeback uh, game like against the giants that they were down massive and they ended up winning in the wild card round. So, and Alex Smith had, a, had one like massive comeback and like back and forth shootout game yeah. against the saints. So um, like all these quarterbacks, we put a lot of pressure on them as Niners fans because we want the next Steve young or the next Joe Montana, but no, nobody's those guys. Those guys are all the famous for a reason. And I mean, the guys that perform and, you know, give us a game or a couple of games. I just, I, I appreciate them for, you know, really trying. So let me ask you a follow-up question as a 49er um, fan is the 49ers didn't get to the Super Bowl this year. Mm -hmm. And let's say, let's say uh, they don't get to the Super Bowl next year. When, when at some point, when does the seat get hot for Kyle? It doesn't. No, not anytime not soon. No, 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 no. no. No, no, no. I'm, I'm saying, uh, not, not, not this, not next year. The, he doesn't there, make there the, was, he doesn't make the playoffs next year. That seat's not hot. If he doesn't make the playoffs next year, he's not getting fired. No, but is the seat hot? No, I don't think so. I think he, I think Kyle Shanahan is going to be the coach for the 49ers. Like as long as Bill Belichick is the coach for the Patriots, like we're, we're looking at, he's going to be the 49ers head coach for 20 years. Okay. And, and I your thought Andy Reid was going to be yeah. my lifetime head coach. And look what well, happened. I mean, I mean, he ended up not winning the Super Bowl. Sure. And I, I get where you're angling at there. I see your eyes. I'm saying it's different because the Eagles fan base and the Niners fan base is different. The cities, the press is different. It's a different type of pressure that that the seat for the 49ers is not going to be. It, it takes longer to heat up is what I'm is what I'm trying to say. The seat gets is hot is longer to heat up. He's not going to be on the hot seat next year, no matter what happens. I mean, uh, let me rephrase that. If he's anywhere near 500 or better, he's fine. He's staying. He's too good of a coach 
for the 49ers to fire because Jed has gone through like, you know, split decision firings and hirings, and he's seen that it doesn't work. Stability he, is the better route goes, to go. If he's not a playoff team next year, then the year after he makes the playoffs, so then the next year he's like, like, you know, if you're the Bengals under Marvin Lewis. Yeah. I mean, he stuck around for 15 years. That's the example that I'm citing here. Okay. Like, like, like Marvin Lewis was there for fucking ever. And uh, I mean, and he didn't, he didn't do nearly what, uh, what Kyle Shanahan has done. So, so yeah, it's, Kyle Shanahan is, is here to stay for the long term. The He's year, not going the anywhere that any the, that Cincinnati soon. missed out on was when Carson Palmer blew out his knee. Exactly. That Cincinnati team was, I don't know, man. We don't know what would have happened, but that team was was badass. Um, well, I'm I want to. I want to. I'm just kind of surprised that you you have. Uh, I have Kyle Sh- Shanahan sticking around for a long, long time. Yeah, I, I want to jump on. I, this I will real be quick. shocked if he's fired. The window for your team. Yeah, and I'm and I'm talking about the players. We're looking at you know. I'll throw both in there too. You know, he had that got catastrophic uh, knee injury as well too. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Debo. Uh, you know, all your guys are, are getting to the age where like they're in their prime. Now they need to win. Now that window is, is getting closer and closer to being smaller and smaller. He got three so, final fours in the last, in, in the last four years. So he's, he's, he's certainly getting them into the position to win. The players just aren't quite getting the job done. So that's, you know, I mean, they're, they're getting close. They're just not quite getting it over the finish line. So that's not a, I, I'm not ready to throw Kyle Shanahan under the bus because he didn't win a Super Bowl, one of the hardest it's, fucking trophies to win. I mean, that it's ridiculous. He's an excellent coach. He's not going anywhere. I'm and I'm done. I'm done with the conversation. I'm ready to move on. I don't care if you're in the A chair. We're moving on to Derek Carr and the Saints. Uh, what's going on there, Sam? Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. I'm not done yet. No, I'm not done yet. I'm, I'm done. not done yet. I'm not done yet. I'm in the A chair, sir. So, okay. You're saying, okay, you're, you're with him. I get it. I yeah. fully get it. 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Do you think there's nepotism involved with daddy being uh, up in the office? No, actually there is not because I mean, there is, but let's, let's say he's actually did go and earn it. He wasn't allowed to coach with his dad until he put together a top five offense on his own first. So he like his name got him into the interview room, but he has absolutely worked his ass off to become a head coach and to become this great offensive mind that we know he is. And he's and he only started coaching with his dad after he put together his own elite offense without the help of his father. Well, so yeah, I know I, I, I'm not talking about his merits of being, a, I think he's a great head coach. Honestly, I think he is. But do you think that he's, not going to be on the hot seat because dad's up in the front office. That's more unlikely because no. dad's out there. No, I mean, he, he, he's not even really doing anything. He's just, he's but a, Mike, like, Mike he's just hanging out. Doesn't Mike doesn't really do anything. Exactly. Mike Shanahan's not doing jack squat. Team. He's, he's hanging out. That's all he's doing. It's not a, that, that's not what's going to keep him there. What's going to keep him there is that he's going to keep putting together fantastic teams that are going to be at least 500 on their worst and, you know, competing for a Super Bowl at their best. So he's not going anywhere. Are, are you satisfied? Can we move I am, on? I am on now. To Derek like, I am now. I think. I think a lot of it sounds like just a few years ago, right? John Gruden signed this ten-year deal, which basically meant he was in charge of 
building it. And if he needed to, he could tear it down and rebuild it. I mean, that's a sense 10 years. Well, he, that's like he did three, tear four teardowns and rebuilds. Like when you look at 10 years of an NFL franchise, like things move so much, like the, maybe the quarterback stays the same, but so many people are in and out running backs, gone wide receivers, gone linebackers, gone D linemen, gone. Like those guys are moving every year. The roster is like, you know, a third new. Oh yeah. It churns, you know? Yeah. So well, all you had to do was delete an email and, and not be racist, but you know, that's for another <laughs> conversation. Um, Jump into it. Let's just do it. I let, I'm ready to dive deep. Now Vince is already cannonballed in. I guess I'll follow up. So follow us up here with Derek Carr visiting the saints. What are your thoughts? I think it's a good move for the saints. I, th- I I'd actually be kind of interested in seeing that they got a good defense. Uh, Dennis Allen was a, a coach of the Raiders. And um, I think he was in a tough spot. He was a first time head coach. He couldn't figure out the offense, um, but he didn't really have. Wait, Dennis players. Allen's a first time head coach. When he was with the Raiders, he was. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. I thought we were talking about the saints. I was like, what? No, okay. It's the second time now. Gotcha. Um, but uh I think he's I think he's a good head coach. Um, he's a better head coach now than he was with the Raiders. Um, and they, you know, they got some weapons offensively, you know, and uh I think with a, a conservative offense, you know, you, you don't try not to turn the ball over. Um, I think with the with the offense and you're bringing back Taysom Hill, so you got these like weird little packages you can do and you know he's shown to be a great football player um you know they could be a lot of fun to watch if they added a quarterback like uh Derek Carr uh they got a good defense you know they can that division wasn't really out of reach for them they were right there mm-hmm. eight and nine got the job done yeah they were right there so I mean can Derek Carr make you three games better I mean he might you know, he might. And um, I think it'd be an area, you know, he has some familiarity. Wait, with, are, you, uh, are you saying you don't believe in Taysom Hill, the quarterback? No, no, no. <laughs> Again, he's a cute, cute or, little or, story. It's a cute little wide, gimmick. Or, he's, or he's wide receiver or, or tight end. Which one? Yeah. Hey, you know what? Get his money, though. Like, he comes <laughs> he, in, score a touchdown, celebrate, and, like, yeah, he, he got you know, he gets, So I, w- I would totally want that job, Sean, too. So Sean Payton got him paid, and now he's about to go play with Sean yeah. Payton in Denver. That's my prediction. It's on. It's happening. Taysom Hill. They're going to trade. They're going to get him. Denver, watch. Oh, you know what? I think Denver, he is tearing that motherfucker to the studs. I think over the next year, so when when Sean Payton went to the Saints, he annihilated that roster. I mean, I don't think a single player came back. Uh, from when Sean Payton took over, I don't think he brought a single player back. I, it was it was one of the biggest roster turnovers, where for a first time coach, like he cleaned house, and he got that team a Super Bowl. So and they were competitive for a long time. And uh, he even survived that suspension. Remember, he got suspended. That's right. And then came back and was competitive again. So, I don't know. I think Denver, he's going to tear it to the studs and um, rebuild it. And I think the Denver Broncos five years from now, I think could be really good. I I think think they're going to be competitive. I think so, too. They're going to be competitive, but it's five years from now, Denver could be badass. All right, boys. Well, we're going to get into the NBA here. 
I'm just going to go ahead and rally off the trades. I know we got a lot of news going on. I'll save the pertinent information to the end. There's quite a few trades. Today was the last day of the NBA trade deadline, which officially ended at 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 o'clock Pacific Standard Time. So going off the top of the order here for today, Dario Sarjic to OKC, Bones Highland to the Clippers, Matisse Teibel to the Blazers, Josh Hart to the Knicks, Pat Bev to the Magic, Mo Bamba to the Lakers, Westbrook to Utah, Sadiq Bay to Atlanta. Those are the moves that happened today. Uh, although Westbrook, I think, was yesterday, but still. Um, that is the craziness that happened there. Now time for the big crazy news that we have going on. Uh, we'll go off the bat here. Kyrie Irving was traded to Dallas shortly after that, which again, I'm upset about this Kyrie Irving trade because uh, Spencer Dinwiddie (laughs) was in the trade to get Kyrie Irving. Then the Nets traded Kyrie Irving for Spencer Dinwiddie and some draft picks. Doesn't make any sense to me. Um, After that, we have Katie to the Suns and that new ownership came in on fire i know that it's two brothers they're multi-billionaires in some mortgage company he came in as a tone setter and i think he screwed it up so uh kd to the suns for mikhail bridges cam johnson jay crowder pick swaps and four first round picks before we jump into anything else here jay crowder also went to the bucks and the bucks traded five second round picks to get jay crowder i just want to ask you guys the kd move to the suns good trade bad trade in your opinion that is high risk high reward that is um you're you're trying to that's a win now move is what it is i mean yeah yeah i I mean i don't know what else you can say like if they don't win it this year that's you know like that that thing's gonna fall apart on itself uh next year i just can't believe they they did i just blows my no they killed it it's about winning this year vince is absolutely right it's about winning right now and um because I, I don't think you can bring back Chris Paul. He's having, I mean, he looks, he looks aged. You know, he's not, he, he's just not as good. You know, he's an older, he's an older player. He's still, um, you know, an assist leader, but he's, he's just not the same scorer. You know, he's regressed a little bit. Um, and that's, you know, he's still great. He's still a great player. Um, but that's like, we got to win it right now because Kevin Durant, um, you know, he's getting older, you know, how many more years do you have with Kevin Durant and Chris Paul, you know, your, your window is this year and maybe next year, if you can, you know, if everything goes well. Yep. I, I just, I, I don't think it's a good trade in my opinion, but if they I mean, don't win it, it's like, <laughs> that's what I'm win, saying. If they don't, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, how many, <laughs> I know they've never had a Kevin Durant. I know they've never had a Kevin Durant, but Chris Paul's never, never made it to the finals in his whole career oh, he did once he did once the uh, final oh that's right in, in the, in the bubble. a couple years ago yeah yeah that's right that's right but mikhail bridges three and d if you look at a in the dictionary for three and d mikhail bridges face is there i mean that guy wreaks havoc defensively and can shoot the lights out cam johnson was their youngest talent that i think had the biggest future out of all of their young talent on there Obviously, Jay Crowder, I didn't even see the floor this year. He was trying to get traded no matter what. Um, but, man, four first-round picks? Like, 
I don't know. I so my stepdad lives in Arizona, and the sentiment that they're he's hearing out there, a lot of Phoenix fans are not particularly happy. I mean, they're happy they got Kevin Durant's generational player, but they think that they maybe overpaid to get Kevin Durant, and I'm willing to agree that they did. Um, but to your point, if they win, it's all water in the bridge, anyways, right? So it doesn't really matter. Water uh, under the Mikal bridges. Yeah, exactly. It's gonna be interesting. The Nets definitely. I mean, they came up big. I think the Nets, they now you have another formidable team in the East. So is the power shifting from the West to the East? No, but I think you got some pretty solid uh, talent going in the East there between the 76ers, Boston, uh, still even Toronto's in there, and then be throwing the Nets as well too. So I still um, think it's Milwaukee and uh, Boston. Exactly, yeah. I, you know, I'm not ready to write out 76ers. They've been sneaky good and kind of under the radar, which is kind of weird for a big market team. They, they have. They've just been no, I hovering mean, around. It was like it seemed like it was like that last year. Yeah, and then they ran into Boston. Boston yeah. destroyed them. That's Actually, I'm like... yeah, well, that's the reason why Boston went to the finals and not the – Hey, the we 76ers. said it last year. I, we wouldn't be surprised if Boston won it this year, and I'm, I'm still <laughs> – yeah. still look really good. <laughs> Yeah, so jumping into it now. So I know I said Jay Crowder was to the Bucks for five second round picks. The Warriors made their own trade of their own, made their own trade. Uh, Wiseman to Detroit for five second round picks. Is there? I don't. What? I don't understand. Second round picks are lottery or lotto tickets. That's what they well, are. We end up getting Kevin Knox in the trade, which that ultimately got flipped to the Blazers, who. We got GP2 back uh, for Kevin Knox and five second-round picks. Before you guys give me your, your insight here, this has been the weirdest trade deadline to me. I think it's been a lot of teams trading for players that they already had with GP2 going back to the Warriors. John Wall gets traded back to the Rockets. Spencer Dinwiddie goes back to the Nets. And then DeAndre Russell gets traded back to the Lakers. It's been a really odd trade deadline for me. Yeah, cue the Eminem because guess who's back, back again, right? I mean, <laughs> wait, I thought John Wall was already on the Rockets. No, he was on the Clippers. He signed with the Clippers this year, and then they just traded him. My my thought on this is that uh, they're trying to get Westbrook if Westbrook is to get um, uh, bought out by Utah because they don't need him in Utah. They're, they've got, you know, uh, Mitchell there. So there's no need. So not Mitchell. Um I don't know. I'm drawing a blank on the on the point card. But anyways, Conley? they don't. They, yeah, they don't. They don't need him. Oh, no, there, I thought so. Conley got was part of that package. Yeah, everything's changed. Everything changed. <laughs> Wasn't well, yeah, the, I, I the sentiment is that, Westbrook, that is, deal. Westbrook is going to get bought out by Utah. So my my thought process is that the Clippers. I know they got Eric Gordon uh, from the Rockets in this trade, but we're leaving John Wall removes that contract, and I and there's been a lot of. Uh, talk of that that the Clippers are interested in getting Westbrook and so if he gets bought out I think John Wall being moved was to make a room for uh, Westbrook if that happened so that's that's so my hypothetical Westbrook hypo yeah Kawhi Leonard and uh Paul George yeah three guys that uh are ball dominant so that should be fun um <laughs> <laughs> yeah Mike Conley uh went to the Timberwolves Oh, okay. Uh, to right. get the D to get D'Angelo Russell to the Lakers. Oh, That's right. Damn. But uh, GP2's so back. <laughs> I was going to ask yeah. you, how are you guys feeling about GP2 being back on the roster there? I'm stoked. Yeah, me okay. too. I'm stoked. Um, um, I uh, I I know that you're not 
quite as huge of a fan of the deal itself. Um, no. But I'll, I'll explain why I uh, think that they not only that why they made the deal, but why I think it'll work is because you traded a non-rotation player for a rotation player basically is what happened. I mean, you made some extra stuff in the middle to happen, but basically um, you sent Wiseman to Detroit and you got GP2 back. And so GP2 already knows the system as well. Instead of incorporating somebody new, you get somebody who is already familiar and can jump right in without missing a beat, hopefully. And and GP2 was playing with the starting unit and the, and the second unit and was making contributions. I mean, he was hitting those corner threes. He was playing locked out defense, um, whether he was next to, you know, Steph um, or when he was with Jordan Poole, you know, he was playing great defense and he was, he was hitting shots and he was able to play much bigger. <laughs> we see him, uh, you know, and, down low, yeah. you know, playing guys that were five times bigger than him. Um, and the, the other part about it is for the owner's side, uh, why Joe Lacob likes this deal is he saves $7 million this year Thank and you. he That's saves $30 million next year exactly. on the luxury tax. And so that's why that that's what that's, that's a huge reason why, because James Wiseman was more expensive than GP two, right. but not as good as GP two right now, right. not as useful and in the system. So that's about, why about trading away Wiseman is uh, I, I think uh, now in retrospect, I think this is this was a uh, a Lakeb pick. I think this might be the draft pick where Lakeb really wanted Wiseman, and uh, maybe there was other people on the board that the everybody else wanted. Um, but he wasn't going to play. You know, he wasn't get he wasn't getting any minutes, and it was it was unfortunately time for for Wiseman to you know move on. It's probably best for him too. You know, he's going to get playing time. Think they already announced he was starting so my my before i jump into my take on the whole wiseman thing i just want to uh quote anthony slater who tweeted out that the warriors needed a creative route but it is essentially a james wiseman for gary payton the second swap sources confirm sounds like the deal's done which it already is attached to tax savings wiseman's 9.6 million this year 12.1 million next year versus gp2's 8.3 million this year and 8.7 million next season. So um, I did say earlier that I feel like we overpaid. Obviously, now that I look at the money, we didn't overpay. I will say that we did overpay for GP2 because the contract that we came in with him in the offseason was lower than the 8.7 million that he got per year. Right. But we couldn't have paid him that in the offseason because we had the Wiseman contract as well. Right. You know? So, like, so, yeah. My tinfoil hat, I'm putting it on here. Um, why Wiseman didn't play the last two weeks? Um, he was fully healthy. He could have played. There's plenty of games where I think they could have used a big center and they only used him in the most garbage of garbage times. Um, my tinfoil hat says that he was going to always be traded and they didn't want him to get hurt because you can't move a hurt player. So um, I think that's unfortunate. I think that uh, Wiseman is, is yet to have a chance to be able to prove himself. I know he had injuries, you know, some being unforeseen, uh, with the whole COVID sickness and the things of that nature. But I, think I mean, if this team didn't have Steph clay and Draymond and you were not a championship team. You probably ride it out and, and hope that the lottery pays out, you know, three, four, five years later, you know, you, you keep them on that, whatever rookie contract he's on. 
but I think the the situation is you got Steph Clay and Draymond and and Wiggins, and you you gotta you gotta win and Looney you gotta win now you know so I think um, they just if if they were a worse team they would have probably wrote it out um, but because of the the championship DNA you <laughs> you gotta well, this, go this could be you know however you guys want to construe it but Steph. Andre and Draymond have all been on record saying that, and you have, you've also said it in our podcast too, that, you know, it's not always the player that fails in the organization. Sometimes it's the organization that fails the player. And I think, I hate to say it, we'd like to think of our organization as the top tier because it is, but I think in this scenario, I think we did fail Wiseman. I mean, we tried to get coaches for him, but what good did that do us? I think we wasted money in that Avenue. Just because you're a top tier organization doesn't mean you're immune from mistakes, you know? Exactly. Um, I mean, there's yeah. just a lot of things that the the center position for the Warriors plays differently, you know? And last year and part of his rookie year, he flashed in certain ways that looked really great. And but it's all in the ways that the Warriors don't use their their center, you know. Um, so I just don't think uh it was the the right mix. Um to begin with in retrospect um i thought we i think we all hoped and i think the warriors hoped um but to say that the you know i i definitely think the warriors have some blame um to in letting him down um you know it, it's it's a hard uh it's a hard thing to play in this system but i just thought there was times where um you could kind of see the chemistry of the team and, and it looks like uh some of the coaching didn't really want him on the floor and, you know, just, he wasn't part of the rotation and they just weren't responding, you know, and it sucks for James. You know, I thought, I think we were all hoping that he would be amazing here and I'm still rooting for him. I hope he gets really good because um, that would be a definitely a, you know, an awesome story where like, man, you know, like he, we're glad that he developed into the amazing player that he can be. Um, I wish it was here, but, um, you know, I don't think he's going to get there without this trade. Uh, he's just not, he's not going to get time. And the number one thing he needs is he needs reps with an NBA team against NBA talent. Like he needs a real shot. Yeah. I, I think the thing that puzzles me now, when I look at this whole situation is why did we go out of our way this off season to hire Jokic's, uh, old coach, um, because clearly he's a center's coach. Why did we bring him on board? You know, it just doesn't make any sense at this point. Well, I think they try. I think that's part of them trying yeah, as an elite organization. You're trying to make it work. You're trying anything. You're just, you're throwing shit on the wall and seeing what sticks. And unfortunately it just, it didn't work I out. I mean, what do you, you know, do? Stick, I mean, you know? as an organization, you say, we got the MVP's coach. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like who, like it, it, it was the better choice to get the second best centers coach. You know, like what coach well, that coach was James Wiseman's success. But the thing is, is that he was never around the team enough to even be able to be coached by him. He was always in Santa Cruz or when he was up here, he never got to apply whatever he got to practice. So I think my thing too, was that we looked at Kaminga and we're like, Oh man, this guy's rough around the edges. Like we thought he was going to be the generational talent. And then he looks kind of rough. And now he's showing us that, with playtime that he is what we thought he was going to be. And there's still plenty of room to grow for him. So I think Wiseman just didn't get that same opportunity. Um, again, centers aren't really 
played as a focal point in this Warriors offense. I mean, we can go all the way back to Bogut. Bogut was not a, a focal point on the offense, but he was more of a tone setting play first or pass first uh, a center. So um, I just, I honestly, the same way. honestly, I think what it was is um, you see it on the floor in game day. He doesn't have, he doesn't really have a motor dude. Like he's not, and I'm not saying like he needs to be a dog like Draymond and blah, but there's not really like, there just never seemed like there was motivation on the court. And like, even when he flashed, it was just kind of like the relying on that athletic ability. But it just seems like to me, when, whenever I would watch him play, there was never like action plays. Kaminga, you see the effort. Pool, you see the effort. And there's like stupid mistakes that they still make. The, the, the traveling and the kicking ball out of the bounds all the time. You know, we still see those mistakes. Um, and I think that was showing up in practice that he was just ho-hum, like the same pace, you know, and I, I just think that's a personality trait. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's wrong. I just think there's more to the picture than what we see. And it's more than just getting playing time. So like these my coaches are, are not in San Francisco while he's in Santa Cruz. That coach is traveling. These coaches travel with James so, Wiseman. So my argument to that is that the Warriors tried out Anthony Edwards and there's the famous story that Anthony Edwards was just ho-humming up and down the court in practice. And Steve Kerr told him at dinner, dude, you look like you had no effort. You know, if you want to be in this league and you want to play for the Warriors, I need to see more effort. And that changed Anthony Edwards' whole perception. So my thing is that they vetted Wiseman the same way they vetted Anthony Edwards. They made that decision. That, I said it earlier. That's why I think this is a Joe Lacob put his foot down and said, I want James Wiseman, you know, it's tough. It's a tough call. I just, I cannot wait for the tell all book in like 10 years. Yeah. Well, yeah, that, that, that's think, when we're really going to get the answer. We, we touched on it last week and I said, we were going to save it for this week, but I think this is a better time than ever. Um, I think it also might be the reason why uh, Bob Myers hasn't signed his extension. You know, and it's not like we've thrown one at him. They've thrown multiple at him. You know, it's been on the record that uh, Joe Lickup has thrown a couple at him and he doesn't want to do it. He's he's looking at himself in the mirror. He said he loves his job, but is this, you know, does this bring him the happiness? Which tells me, I think there's some kind of rift between the front office decision-making and what Bob Myers does decision-making. And I think that Bob Myers really needs to reflect on whether or not he wants to stay with the Warriors organization. So is the Wiseman thing the direct correlation? It could be. You know, we're just making, you know, uneducated guesses, more or less just, you know, off the seat of our pants. But I, I think mean, that, you know, that might be why I, I could definitely see that, you know, Bob Myers has he going to eat for free <laughs> in this part of the in part of the town, you know, in, in the world. You know, he's going to eat for free here. He's the the architect of a lot of these decisions. And this season's still not over. We don't know how this is going to pan out. You know, it's going to be really exciting to see what this Golden State Warriors team does moving forward. You know, there's still half a season left or a third um, left after the after the break. Um, you know, so they're still going to be really exciting to, to watch. They're not I don't think they're throwing in the towel. You know, to, I think to me, this is a, a, you're getting somebody who's going to give you minutes and give you quality minutes. There's going to be nights he's. You know, when all your your players are benched for rest or injury or whatever, 
and GP two is going to be the third best player on the floor. And in the past, he's shown that, you know, yeah. you're going to have the, the Dante D Vincenzo and GP two and, uh, your boy, uh, uh, what's his name? Tyler, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, well, uh, so they're on, they're on two way contracts. So it's actually, I'm kind of curious as to how Anthony lamb and, uh, Ty Jerome are going to play out because, they've played a lot this season and only allowed to play a certain amount of games and then have to either be signed and then cut. If they get cut, they can go anywhere by any team or they can get repicked and back GP2 up on a two-way contract. On contract and, and, yeah. and they ended up keeping them. So, well, they cut GP two and then signed. Yeah. Him. But I'm saying like, they, yeah, they cut the him and said, Hey, don't go anywhere. Yeah. This is what happened there. Yeah. yeah. You know, so um, there's still a lot left. So I actually, you know, it sucks that James Wiseman didn't, you know, didn't work out here, but I'm also really excited that we get a player that plays lockdown defense can hit the three. Maybe there's a spark in the locker room. Maybe that's it exactly does the to word this team. You know, now it feels like the real season. We wanted him. He wanted to be here. You know, let's go. You know, that's how I see it. Uh, here's yeah, I, some... I, oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, no, no you I, go ahead. I said, I, I have no issues with GP two coming back to the warriors. I just think, what we had to give up for it maybe to me feels like a little bit much, but I think if, if the Draymond situation with pool was kind of the down point of, of the locker room, I think GP two is the start of the healing process to make this team better than what it was before. Um, So I just, I'm doing a standings check on the warriors right now. They're, they're sitting in ninth. They're nine and a half games back of the nuggets who are in first. Um, But the Dallas Mavericks they're uh, they're in fourth right now, and they're eight games back. So the Warriors are just a game and a half back of the four seed. We had talked about that before, how we wanted the Warriors to, you know, by the end of the year, figure it out and get up to the fourth seed. That is well within reach. You know, I mean, the Kings are uh, three and a half games up like the uh, in the three seed. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, the, the Kings are playing phenomenal, and I don't know if the Warriors are going to, catch them uh, uh you know as far as record wise but that that could be a lot of fun i want you to just listen to what you just said there. i know it's ridiculous right i can't believe i, I said it i don't but know Mike the, Brown's the got warriors gonna catch play- the kings the, the i mean in terms of record i mean i think the warriors would still beat the kings in a series but uh, as far as the record i mean it's three and a half games it, it is catchable it is doable but I just, I, I don't know. They're playing really well. So that's all. Again, that's all I'm saying. That's, they're playing the, out of their mind. It's still ridiculous. I can't believe I said it myself, but the, so the, there's no, the no knock on the Kings. I I'm super happy for them. I'm just, it's just a weird hyperbole of a situation. Yeah. Uh, the, the Warriors are, are three and a half games out of the three seed right now, as it stands. That's, that's I, the only point I'm making. They're still very much in it and they can, they can get, I think um, if the, if first the Warriors round home get series. into the playoffs, Anything above the play-in game, like you don't want to face them in a in a, in a series. I think Absolutely. they could steal. All of a sudden, they could revert back, steal a couple of games on the road, and you're you're gone. You know, so in a series, yeah, I, I would not be surprised if they somehow ran the table again. I just would not be surprised. Um, once I also the playoffs, I also think and that then with Vince GP is- two, we've lost so many games because of like. People not playing defense or you're just like, you know, poor decision, you know, when uh, Curry threw the ball out of bounds, you know, I know that, but there's just been so many mistakes that this team has made 
and many of them are defensively. I, I also want to point out that Vince is underselling how crazy the West is. I know he's saying how far we are from disparity from first and second and third, but literally the West changes in jockey's position on a nightly basis. I mean, yeah. the Warriors and 15 other teams are only separated by a game and a half, damn near every single one of them. So it changes on a nightly no basis. No one's running away. Yeah, like, no yeah the, La- the Lakers are only, it looks like three games back of the Warriors. They're sitting in 13th. Okay, so so from 13 to six uh, to, to third place, excuse me, third to 13th, you're looking at six games, six games, six and a half games separate third from 13th. The, the West is extremely tight and um, just, you know, get your booty holes ready because they're going to pucker, buddy. Like this is a this is going to be a dogfight all the way to the end. And I'm really excited for it. Yeah, I mean, uh... I guess if you're going to say a team's going to run with it, Celtics are running away in the East uh, with the Bucks and the Sixers. So those three teams are what we pointed out. Shout out to the Cavs because they're making it a, a hell of an effort this year. They look like a great team. Um, but really those top three teams are going to be who are coming out of the East. If you're going to say a team's running with it in the West, the Nuggets, no one, no one. the Nuggets, that's about it. But everything else, good luck. Put on your fucking hard hat because it's going to be a long yeah. season. I can't wait for the Warriors to play the Grizzlies in a rematch. And then the Warriors just dog their asses again. Oh, I would love that. You know, I think ever since Morant came out and said that he's not scared of the West, I think they've won four games. And that was like a month and a half ago. They've lost a considerable amount of games. They're two and eight in their last 10. Yeah, it's bad. And they like, they're a way record. They're 11 wins, 16 losses on the road. So um, they're doing all of their wins. Uh, at home, like they're 22 and five at home. But if you drop one of those games at home, you're fucked, buddy. Like, like yeah. they, there's uh, that they, they need to basically win out at home and hope they stumble into a win or two on the road in the playoffs. And that, that shit just does not happen. I think the Grizzlies are fraudulent. That's right. <laughs> well, De- if we an, is. A, yeah. If we had an alarm, uh, you know, like a fraudulent alarm or something, I, we'll work on that on the back end. I think, I don't know. Dylan, Tim, Dylan. take notes. Did you guys see Dylan Brooks this last week? Or uh, I'm sorry, Dick Brooks. Did you no. guys see him this week? No. So, so Memphis comes into Cleveland and uh, Dylan Brooks being Dylan Brooks. <laughs> he clearly goes up for a layup, doesn't get called for a foul. And Donovan Mitchell is next to him. And as he turns around while laying on the ground, this is, this is Dylan Brooks laying on the ground, turns around and then just swings his arm in a, in a closed fist straight up oh, I saw and hits yeah, Donovan yeah. Mitchell in the dick. Then Donovan Mitchell throws the ball at him and a big old fight breaks out after that. So as long as they got, you know, that guy on the team, the, I, you know, and, yeah, and I'll, yeah. I'll, was, I'll flirt clearly, into. It, it clearly, he punched him in the nuts. Oh, like, yeah. It was clearly he did this on purpose. Yeah. And I, I did see that. Yeah. I'll flirt into to Memphis Grizzlies, you know, Reddit once in a while and just kind of peek and see what's going around. Dylan Brooks is not liked even by the fans of Memphis. So I don't know what to tell you, man. That whole team is chaotic. And then you got uh, John Morant and his homie squad bringing guns to the arena. And he wants to live this life of being a thug. And Shannon Sharp has to, you know, bark him back down. So it's crazy. that The whole scenario with Memphis, if you want to be a big team that wants to talk, talk, do it on the court because right now you ain't doing nothing else. So yeah. Yeah. Um, last thing before we jump into the last uh, bit of a uh, news we got going on here, 
LeBron James breaks Kareem Abdul's record for the all-time scoring. Congratulations, LeBron. May not be the favorite in, in this part of town, but hell, a record to Gotta be broken. Got to recognize great. Yeah. That is, yeah, absolute greatness right there. So even though it, it counted into Westbrook getting into an argument with the head coach at, half, at halftime, then getting traded, and then they also lost in um, yeah. overtime. So anyways, good with the bad. Uh, last bit of news. We are touching on the old Wrexham update. So Wrexham last week was uh, going in the fourth round, of the FA Cup. They tied Sheffield 3-3, did the replay match. I ended up, got to, I got to watch the whole thing. Uh, it was a pretty good match until it wasn't a good match in like the last, you know, seven minutes of the, of the pitch game there. So um, Paul Mullen gets the go-ahead score to go 1-0 on a penalty kick. Then Wrexham gives up another one here. So it's tied 1-1. Then the most blunders play I've ever seen. They kick the ball back to the defender. And instead of him just corralling the ball, does some weird thing with his foot and then just kicks it backwards to the other player. And then that's how they score uh, to the go ahead, go to go two one. And then at that point, all the wheels came off and then, you know, Sheffield scored another goal to make it three one and effectively put that game away. But good, good on Wrexham for at least making it that far. ESPN two put that game on, on a, on a national league, you know, soccer club. That's the craziest thing. You got to think Hollywood for that. So uh, they still have a, uh, a chance to win their, uh, their division, I guess, and move up to uh, the champion. I mean, sorry, the uh, European football league two. So we'll keep you updated. That's the goal. Yep. Yeah. They're still behind Knott's County. So, but we'll keep you updated and we'll let you know as as the time goes on here. Yeah, The top four, like, I mean, the, the first place will will advance automatically and then they'll be in a playoff between the, the lower six teams for the last right. three spots or whatever it is. So um, still very much alive for that. Yep, absolutely. So you guys got anything uh, for the uh, wonderful Thursday slash Friday morning for those of you who are listening? No, I'm good, man. All right, guys. Well, wherever you guys listen to your podcasting, Make sure to listen to us at SVT Podcast. Subscribe on our YouTube. Hit the bell to get the alerts when we post new episodes. You can follow us on Instagram and or Twitter at SVT Sports Pod. Slide into our DMs. We would love to interact with you. That's right. And listen twice. Yeah, definitely listen twice. Yeah. And smash it twice. That's right. (laughs) All right, fellas. Well, you guys have a good night. All right. Good night. And uh, go Eagles, but also go Chiefs. (laughs) 